on this week's FPL Happy Hour. Um, I'll be going to to see West Ham. I'm not going to be able to make some of the pods. So James has kindly um, offered to fill in for me for the games that uh, for the times that I uh, can't make it. So it'd be good to get his opinion when he's on, which will be the night of the Leicester game. Well, it'd be good to record with someone that's not you, to be fair. So, <laughs> <laughs> only joking. Hello and welcome to FPL Happy Hour, episode five of season three with myself, Sham, otherwise known as FPL Two Guys One Cup on Twitter. And myself, Rob, otherwise known as FPL Panda. Rob, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, all good. Busy weekend. Um, I think a lot of people will have heard my like big news from the weekend with the project that I've been working on with uh, James Alapron for uh, for Scout and. Um, yeah, it's been a busy weekend of trying to get that all finalised and yeah, I've got a busy couple of uh, days ahead of me um, getting that sorted so that everyone that's got one of the the brand new planners for Fantasy Football Scout has got one. So um, yeah. yeah, busy. Well done for that, mate. Yeah, it's, um, it yeah, it was, uh, it was nice to work on something with James that, um, yeah, a bit different to my own planner. Um, a lot more sort of simplified and streamlined and um, yeah it's um, yeah nice and slick we just gotta get it out to like the 2,000 people that want one. <laughs> <laughs> nice lots of work then for you. Yeah um, uh, all good for you how was yeah uh, busy weekend with the kids it's their birthday weekend. So, um, uh... I, I did see that you were dressed up as uh, Mr Incredible yeah um, over the weekend <laughs> yeah if you haven't seen it go on my twitter um have a look i was dressed up with uh my kids and their mum as the incredibles family uh actually the picture of their mum isn't on there but yeah all four of us went through kingston dressed as the incredibles family <laughs> and we've got two people come up to us and go are you famous can we get a photo and i was like no we're not famous um it was good fun though like literally we were getting stairs everywhere um yeah it was the uh yes day challenge thing i don't know the kids have gone there was a film called the yes day and they watched that and we're like oh can we do that uh but yeah anyway back to football and fpl what do you think about uh it's been a couple of big new signings since we last um recorded so obviously we had ings yeah that didn't that that came through just after we, as we were recording, so we missed it. Oh, was we? it? Yeah, I yeah, think I it. I think it. we came off. We finished recording and then um, saw that the Ings transfer had happened. Um, yeah, I think that's a great signing for Villa. We spoke about last week how, um, yeah, their transfer window has been up there with sort of one of the one of the best. Um, yeah, I think he'll slot in quite well, and um, with Grealish moving on, um, um, looking like. Possibly Watkins then moving out to the left, um, yeah. like he he was playing at times for Brentford, wasn't he? Out on sort yeah. of a wider forward, um, Ings through the middle. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah they. I think they've done enough to 
definitely not be um, stuck where they have been. So um, in well last season, I mean two seasons ago, we were talking they were fighting for relegation. Um, I think yeah they could push potentially towards European places if that team all sort of slots together. Like you can you can buy all the players you want, um, but it doesn't necessarily bring success. Like look at City when they first got took over, it took um, a few years to get that sort of right combination. So yeah, they're they're definitely an interesting team to watch. Um, and I think most talking managers... of City, obviously Grealish signing as well. Yeah, him going to City. Um, I think it's an interesting one. Um, I think it means that there'll probably be some outgoings from City, um, especially if they want to push. Pep was quite with... open about that as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, well, it's especially if they if they want to go and sign a striker, which there's two strikers on the mark. Well, one of them's potentially on the market. The other one isn't really, but both are going to be cost them a lot of money um, to do. Um, Harland or Kane. Um, I don't think it's going to be Haaland. I think it's Kane or Bust, really. And, yeah, they've got to offload to be able to afford that. So, yeah, it'll be and um, then, interesting. And then the final move which will affect FPL managers is what well, hasn't been confirmed, but it's likely that uh, Lukaku's moving to Chelsea. So uh, Great, great business again by Chelsea. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I, ju- I just don't know what we do for FPL teams if that happens. That puts a massive spanner in the works, doesn't it? Yeah, I think Lukaku's an interesting one. Um, Probably be priced 10 and a half, 11, I reckon. I think 11, 11 and a half, I think. And it would be it would be fair. He's one of the, he's proven himself to be one of the top strikers in Europe in the last uh, two or three years, well, since he left United. And um, yeah, I think, I, I think you, you've got that buffer though with Chelsea that they've got the good game against Palace in game week one at the weekend. And then they've got a run of tough fixtures. So you've got a bit of time with Chelsea, um, like how we spoke about when we spoke about Havertz a few weeks ago, that you can afford to kind of just wait and see and see what happens. Um, and, I think, but he so, could be great value for money if they're firing and he's at the, the figurehead of it. It'll be interesting to get um, James Johnson, who's our Italian rep's um, opinion on it, because I know he watches a lot of Syria. uh, And um, obviously it was 10 years since Lukaku's been uh, at Chelsea and a few years since he's been back in the Premier. So it'd be good to see, like, good to get his opinion on what Lukaku's been like at Inter for the last few years. Uh, And I guess that kind of leads me on to a a mini announcement that... um, during like our Thursday live streams and um, like Monday night games, because I'm now a season ticket holder, um, I'll be going to to see West Ham. I'm not going to be able to make some of the pods. So James has kindly um, offered to fill in for me for the games that uh, for the times that I uh, can't make it. So it'd be good to get his opinion when he's on, which will be the night of the Leicester game. Oh, it'd be good to record with someone that's not you, to be fair. So. <laughs> 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 Only joking. No, it'd be um yeah, it'd be good to have James on because it, it he's um I mean he showed his his huge knowledge during the Euros and um yeah having that opinion um and as a as a Villa fan as well it would be nice to get um some insight on that and I think his first the first episode he's going to be with us is 
what game week three, I think. Um, yeah, so it's when I go and see the Leicester game, so yeah, it'll be four four game week three. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be um, yeah, good to sort of hear his opinions of um, how Villa are getting on, um, and we'll yeah see a lot of him uh, through the season as um, uh, yeah West Ham venture off into the ropey league, and um, well, well, we'll see, we'll have him for like a few weeks, and then West Ham will crash out and. We back to normal again. Back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have got rid of your season ticket. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's crack on with tonight's episode. So uh, we've got a couple of hot topics for you. So um, we did put out a post to get some kind of topics for you guys to put in uh, for the community hot topic. The main thing that was really spoken about was the template and what to do with templates and stuff. And there was a bit of discussion about that. So we thought um, we would talk about that as well as um, some differentials. So what we're going to do is talk about uh, the template and the highest percentage owned and what that looks like, and then uh, some differentials to help you with those moves uh, to kind of, I get, I guess, beat the template. Uh, we'll then follow by our updated drafts and then some Twitter Q&A. Right, so let's go through the template first, Rob. Um, so I looked at the highest owned percentage players and uh, as you know and i've spoken about in the last few weeks i'm looking at the ownership strategy and what i thought would be good was to get an idea and see what does the highest percentage owned number come to and i got this idea from hindu monkey on twitter because he he kind of put his number out of what his percentage ownership number looks like for his team and then asked loads of twitter um, followers to do the same and add in i thought it's quite interesting so bearing in mind obviously there is a budget so this is the best team that i could put together with the highest ownership um and it's in a 4-3-3 formation so starting off with martinez in goal um with 30 right well, rob do you want to read out the percentages have you got it loaded up or if not i can get them loaded. um so, martinez is 38.8 at the time of this is all at the time of our recording, so it could it could change. So uh, yeah, let's say seven o'clock on Monday. Um, yeah, Martinez um, is thirty eight point eight percent owned. And then actually, I've got it loaded up now. So then we've got Ben White, which is uh, twenty four point six percent owned. Diaz twenty seven point six percent owned. TAA thirty point five percent owned. And Luke Shaw a whopping fifty two point five five. Sorry, fifty-two point six percent owned, which is huge. That's, that's um, massive for <laughs> for for someone that like in past seasons hasn't gone near many teams at all. I think I don't think he went over ten percent last season. Yeah, and uh, it's it's amazing what a goal in a Euros final can do for you. Um, yeah, you've then got uh, Salah with forty-nine point six percent. Bruno at 46.3 and then Grealish at 29%. Uh, Grealish is an interesting one because I haven't seen him in many Twitter teams, but um, he is still, you know, high. In fact, I don't think I've seen him in any Twitter teams, but he's still the highest, you know, top three for midfielders. Uh, and then three up top, um, which is uh, Tony at 30.1%, Watkins at 20.4 and Ings at 20.2. Now Kane is 22.7, but I couldn't fit him in this team um, with uh, his kind of price. So that total leads to 380%. If you divide that by 11 players, um, it's 34%. 
So the average ownership is 34%. So I looked at that and thought, okay, fine. So what does my number look like in my current team? So mine is I've got um, my number adds up to 306, which is an average of 27%. So the only players that I don't have that are highest owned are Martinez at 39%, Diaz at 27 and Grealish at 29 I think it's quite interesting to work out, you know, based on my strategy, I think I'm pretty much nailing it. Um, the only one really that I can try and get in is Martinez. So I've gone with nine players with the, with high ownership and then my two differentials of Jota and Ben Rama. Hmm. Uh, what, what do you think of, of that kind of template it's, and the percentage? It's interesting and, I mean... Yeah, looking at the template, I think most of them are pretty much justified. Um, I think the big sort of warning signs for me are Watkins and Grealish. Um, yeah. and I know before we came on air, you you said those two, maybe Diaz as well. Um, Grealish because we're just still not sure how he fits into that city side. Um, like, um, but with it looking like Foden's out for possibly up to six weeks, uh, which could mean that, um, yeah, that kind of increases Grealish chances, but you also need Sterling to be out uh, to be kind of a nailed on um, on that left side. Um, Watkins, I think with Ings coming in, um, we'll, we'll see Watkins probably drop before, between now and the deadline on Friday. Um, so, yeah. And, and Ings, Ings go in the other direction. Yeah, Ings, Ings probably going up to around that value um so yeah that probably uh yeah be the one as well because I, I don't think Watkins is playing... only point two behind Watkins at the moment so I imagine it'll be like you know well above that and Ings yeah I think and then well what you'd think that um yeah it would probably increase maybe Tony's ownership if people were trying to find an extra 0.5 somewhere and they just knock out knock a uh, 7 million down to him at a 6.5 um, or players like Grealish, Diaz um, could just drop down um, like Diaz could become, although everyone seems to have gone off Dinya after um, Everton's shambolic performance on uh, on Saturday mm. um, which I I mean I, 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 I can't justify moving out Lucas Dean on one performance uh yeah it was a it was a good performance by united but yeah that that evidence side isn't going to be like the one that starts at, on saturday um so what's your percentage your total then so my total is 272 um which is 247 uh, percent so player. bearing in mind that you're not doing the i guess let's call it the ownership strategy like i am do you think yours is too template or do you think that yours is kind of just fine or what's well, your we, thoughts i mean we spoke about this last week like i think that at the start it's okay to be template yeah like have those safer options gain the information and then when the wild card still start playing like you'll see an influx of wild cards in like game week two or three 
Um, you see, we'll see another lot in like six or seven around that fixture swing for Chelsea. Then you'll see another load um, that will be later around um, 12, 13 in the fixture swings for um, City, United and Liverpool. Um, so, yeah, it's how you then use that wild card to move on. I think, yeah, you want to have that sort of stable start. And by going template, you've got that stable start. Um, you're yeah. not going to be, you're not going to be miles behind the sort of the bulk of the field. Um, you might not, you're probably not going to be miles ahead of the bulk of, it, of the field, but you'll be in the bulk of the field, which sort of for the first sort of two or three weeks, whilst you're trying to work out what's going on, where, um, like there's still, uh, those weeks after the transfer window as well. And we know that some clubs, there'll be some big ins and some big outs um, of the clubs. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about being too template to start with. Um, it's when we get into sort of after that first wildcard that I'd want to be looking at more differential, should we say. I do think it's important to have, um, you know, two different players at least two differentials so just looking at our starting 11 the only difference that we have is two players in our starting 11 hmm. so i've got ben rama and jota and luke, um, and luke and shaw you and you've got luke oh shaw. do you not have luke shaw i do not have luke shaw oh wow okay um so that's interesting um so there's only a couple of players difference between ours but also i think it's important to have at least two differentials like just generally um so mine being ben rama and jota and yours is veltman and gundogan right um all the others you would kind of call it template players i would say yeah um so i think that's the key thing so i was looking at the the twitter thread and i'll read out some numbers so hindu monkeys total was 232 so bear in mind Rob's was 272, mine was 306, and then the the highest percent that I put together was 380. So 232, then we've got another person's got 232, uh, 313, uh, 275. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, the highest that I saw was 327, someone had. Uh, then we had another 237, 194. 175 205 262 so everyone's kind of like mid mid 200s i would say 250 260 i would say is the average um so yeah that's not too bad i think is it are there any people in that differential 11 that um sorry the template 11 that you think really shouldn't be there other than Grealish, diaz and um Watkins I think there's I mean there's an argument for Tony but I think with it looking like DCL could be out um there's not much sort of going on in that in the in the forwards that are not like Vardy Kane um Aubameyang players like that so yeah there's an argument uh like for and against Ivan Tony in there as well um Ben White, we don't know. Like that Arsenal defence is cheap, quite, right. yeah, it's unreliable, but he's cheap. Um, like in a game like Sky, Ben White will probably be a great option because of the 
passing tiers, etc. But in FPL, is he a great option? I'm not sure yet. Um, I mean, there's funnily enough with the um, the work that we've done for Scout on the planners, we were able to um, do some calculations on what players are being selected in the planners to sort of give us kind of a oh, okay. yeah. an ownership there and. Um, yeah, TAA um, in the, I mean, we've got about 500 out there um, at the moment. Um, TAA is 97%. Wow. Um, selected yeah. in those planners, um, with of which 95% have him starting, but it could be just like 5% of them. So our, our listeners box. here are getting some proper insight because they wouldn't know this information. No. Um, Luke <laughs> Shaw is 86% selected on those planners um then after that you've got uh so it's just defenders so you got um yeah then you got ben white at 42 percent uh lucas dean and joel veltman at 36 percent luke ailing also at 36 percent um okay. and then you got amate um and sufal also over 30 percent so um yeah it's lots of sort of really good info um there like, and it's kind of showing that Trent is probably appear like will by the time we hit deadline will probably be appearing in more and more uh more teams um as people start to weigh up the pros and cons of his value against um what they'd expect from him um and maybe Luke Shaw does drop um a little bit I think 52.7% is just it's, yeah, it's crazy um considering trent's at 30.6 i mean people will probably like the output people people were thinking luke shaw is gonna outscore trent over um the next few weeks i, think it's I don't think so price. that's probably what like if luke shaw's price was 7.5 oh yeah yeah that high, right? um so, but yeah i mean I, I can see trent getting a double figure haul <laughs> like a double digit haul um to kick off the season to be honest, yes. um, Luke Shaw, I, I like I, I think the reason I haven't got Luke Shaw in my team is because I kind of want to just wait and see with the United defence. Um, but I know that I can also go Lucas Dean, who I've got, and move him into Luke Shaw um, if it looks like, like if he goes on a mad one and fucking goes crazy against Leeds on Saturday lunchtime then I can I can just go maybe I might bring him in um especially if Everton are um horrendous at the weekend so yeah it's um it's it, it like it'll be an easy thing to do although knowing that at that percentage Luke Shaw will go up in price on Saturday night like yeah. he he will he will go up in price on Saturday night and he'll probably go up again on Monday or Tuesday. Like, no matter what he scores, like, at 52.7%, he's going to have a couple of price rises um, and probably be 5.7% by the time we hit the game week two deadline, at least. That moves us nicely onto our next subject, which is differentials. Because if you're going to have some high ownership players, I think it's important to have a couple of differentials, uh, like we mentioned. Um, so, Rob, do you want to kick us off with this section? 
Yep. Um, so I've been busy today, so I didn't actually have a say in who the differentials were. Um, so I'm just going to relay on uh, the information, but I, I agree. Do, do you with... want me to say the players and you can go through the stats? Um, yeah, go on and tell us who you selected. Um, so who I selected. Um, so I've gone with uh, Ben Rama. Um, I can't even see who that in, in the Middle East. <laughs> Gundogan. No, it's Riyad, Riyad Mahrez. Riyad Mahrez. Oh, I need to get my list out. I have got my list. My you can, you can see so the bad. badge and the prize, surely. How many uh, how many nine million midfielders are there for City? <laughs> yeah. Um so I've gone with uh, Ben Rama, Mares, uh Wilson, uh, Zaha, Callum Chambers, and Veltman. Now I did originally put who else did I put? I put Cancelo in, but we've gone through his stats already. Yeah. Um so we, we replaced him with uh, Veltman. So I'll quickly tell you why I like these players and then Rob will go through the stats. Uh, ben Rama, I put it out on Twitter earlier. I I think he's really like he was a wait and see for me, but he's had a great preseason. Um, really liking him in that in that left wing position. I was worried about rotation with Fournells, um, but Fournet like we, I think. Ben Rama, because of his form, is pretty locked in for at least the first three to four game weeks. Um, I think long term, he could be an issue depending on form because Moyes does like to switch up the team quite a lot. But I think for at least the first three, four game weeks, um, he's he'll be in. And Antonio was bigging him up as well, saying like what a great game he had and, you know, two assists um, so on the weekend in a 2-0 win at Atalanta. Um, so Ben Rama is currently in my side. And I think at 3% owned, he's a good option. Um, Riyad Mahrez, a lot of the community are going on just under 10% owned at the moment. Um, he's with Foden and uh, KDB out. I think Mahrez is a great option, at least for the first few game weeks. I think if there's ever a time where there's a City midfielder is likely to play a lot of games, it's Mahrez and it's now. Also, like Gundogan, who you've got in your side, Rob. Um, but I, I chose Mahrez just because a lot of the community are talking about him. Um, Wilson, good option, but I do prefer Ings. Um, but I think for a differential, Wilson is a good option. And he's almost guaranteed to score against West Ham this weekend because he's got a fucking good record against us. He always scores against us. Did, did, um, did You played each other game week one last year and he scored, didn't he? We that Jeff, did. Jeff Hendrick yep. scored as well. I remember because I, I had Jeff Hendrick in my team. <laughs> Game week <correct>. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wilson always scores against us. Um, so uh, I, I like him as an option. He's a decent differential. Um, who's next, Rob? Okay, we've got Zaha. He likes to start the season well. He's been in good form pre-season. Um, so I think Zaha's a good option. We've seen uh, Vieira play a lot more uh, like pressing, attacking uh Palace side, not the kind of defensive Roy Hodgson style. Um, and Zaha could become be a good option there. Uh, Callum Chambers, I think that he he played centre-back the, in the weekend against Spurs, but he was playing right-back. I think Bellerin played right-back and then Chambers um, moved on to in, uh, as a centre-back. He's another good option alongside Ben White if you don't want Ben White. And then finally, Veltman playing in that right-back position, but if he gets put, he can also play the centre-back position as well. 
do we know if he's going to be starting right back or or sent or centre back? We don't really know. I suppose if Lamptey comes back, he'll probably go in the back three, right? Um, but yeah, I uh, think yeah, when, yeah, when Lamptey's fit, he, yeah, Veltman plays on the right side of the back three, and yeah. um, when he's injured, then which it seems to be more often than not, um, Veltman plays um, as that right wing back. Um, yeah, but he also like I remember towards. It was around March, April time. We had a look at his heat maps, and um, yeah, he's they're they're very high up when he plays as a right back. Um, he likes to get forward and attack the game. And I mean, Brighton as a whole like to get forward. Um, it's just what they do once they get themselves in the box that's the problem. Um, yeah, I, I think one thing that's important that I've mentioned uh, last week, definitely, and I have in previous episodes, is for me, differentials are used as a short term. Okay, I, I, you know, the likes of Salah and Bruno, um, for example, I, I would keep them for maybe 10 game weeks, 8 to 10 game weeks at least, right? But for me, differ the way that I like to use differentials is three to five week periods where you try them out for three to five weeks. If they do well, you keep them. If you don't, you move them on. Those are how I like to play differentials. Um, so the stats aren't always going to be great for these type of players because it's over, obviously, a season period. Um, and over a season, differentials generally, obviously, they don't score as many points and they're, they're not considered as good as the likes of Salah and Bruno. So then their stats are never going to kind of match up to those. Um, so yeah, just bear that in mind, you know, when you're when Rob's going through these stats. Um, but yeah, are there any notable ones that stats that you kind of like the look at from here, Rob? That you think? Um, I mean, other than like Mares, which I mean, for those on the YouTube can see sort of how many of the, his like uh, stat rows are highlighted to show that he's the highest. Um, I I am interested. We're interested with um, Zaha, um, but with Palace, we need to know kind of what sort of Palace side we're going to get. Um, so let's just have a quick sort of flick through um, through the stats. So, I mean, out of them, uh, Ben Rama played the most games last season, but it does include um, his time at was he at Brentford? Yep. Um, so it includes his time at Brentford in in these stats as well. Um, but after that, it's Zaha, who we know that when he um, when he's fit, he he starts for Palace. Um, like Mares, you wouldn't who is like the best perform um, best performing out of all of them overall. Um, you you wouldn't necessarily have him starting every game. He only started twenty seven times. Um, no, started twenty three times um, last season. Um, with 27 appearances, which isn't great over 38 games of the season, considering he doesn't really get injured either. I don't think he had any major injuries. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's it's. It, I mean, that's the only concern. Like you said um, at the top, like with with Mares, though, we know that with the um, injuries um, to Foden. Um, De Bruyne, I'm not sure, is fully fit um, at City. Um, yeah, does that mean like now we can almost guarantee him starting? It's probably best to have him in now and then move him out 
um, later on when, like, if you're going for that game week five or six wild card, that would be the time, perfect time to move him on when you've got the likes of Foden, De Bruyne back. Um, would you agree with that? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, 100%. That's what I mean. Like, these type of players are there for four to five game weeks as a maximum. Obviously, if they continue to perform and they continue to be in the side, then you keep them in. But generally, I would only look at four weeks, uh, which is why I've got Ben Rama in my side, because longer term, the fixtures aren't amazing for West Ham, but the first four game weeks, they're decent. Other yeah. than, you know, you've got uh, Leicester in game week two. Other than that, the other three are, are, are decent. Um, Newcastle, Southampton, Palace and Leicester, the first four. I'm happy to go with Ben Rama, to be honest, with the first four. Um, so, yeah, I agree 100%. Um, so, yeah, let's just, I mean, with Chambers and Veltman, um, a lot of these stats are pretty sort of, just, they're just not important because they're not forwards um, or midfielders. They're not getting involved much up um, in the top end of the pitch. Um, but so goals-wise, um, yeah, Callum Wilson with 12. Um, I mean, he only he only played 23.2, um, um, 90 of uh, 90 minutes um across the season so actually he's their talisman isn't he he's he's involved in like 40 percent of their goals which is ridiculous. yeah so he actually well, i've got that wrong um in my highlighting um he scores a goal just over every half a game he plays um which i mean for a for a striker that's what he that's what you want isn't it yeah a goal every yeah, half a game two. Yeah. One one in two. Um, yeah, you'd take that. Whilst yeah, Mares at zero point four is really good as a midfielder. Um, assists. Um, got that wrong as well. My, I've probably got all the highlighting wrong. To be fair, um, assists. Uh, ben Rama um, per ninety zero point three eight. Um, Most of them I assume would be at Brentford last year. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean. That's what got him his move to West Ham was his performances mm -hmm. for Brentford. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 0.38 per per 90 for him, um, six in total. Um, Mares was only 0.28. Um, Callan Chambers 0.24 because <laughs> um, he he did get himself um, two assists last season. Um, which is which is crazy, um, right? And then on to shot creating actions. Um, so the best um, best of them was uh, Wilfred Zaha, uh, eighty five over the course of the season, um, at two point nine three um, per ninety. So still not as not that good per ninety, but um, yeah, he 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 does like. There's a lot of creation there. Um, it's probably down to the way that Palace was set up last season. Um, the best for shot creating actions is actually Mares at 3.87 um, per 90. And then after that, it was uh, Ben Rama at 3.46 per 90. And then goal creating actions, um, the best of them is Riyad Mahrez, um at 0.65 per 90. Um, next up, Ben Rama, 0.57. Then Callum Wilson at 0.47. Um, 
which I'm, I'm surprised with um, that he's he's in like the top three there. But then yeah, Palace didn't score much, and then Chambers and Veltman, like I said, aren't very attacking. Um, XG uh, for the season, uh, the top was Zaha at 7.5, um, which worked out at 0.26 per 90. Um, the best per 90 was Wilson at 0.49. Um, and then XA um, was Mares at 6.9, um, which worked out at 0.32 per 90. Um, goals and assists, um, expected goals and assists um, per 90, the best was Callum Wilson at 0.7, which is interesting um, with... I think Newcastle, we just they looked a lot better towards the end of the season, um, and it'll be interesting to see how they come out out um, this season. Although, um, yeah, it's whether Wilson can keep his fitness together and whether they improve um, in the sort of the higher end of the pitch. Um, I know that ideally you want if if Wilson's fit, you also need um St Maximum really to be fit um because yeah. then there's that um and then I, I think you can then you could potentially own either one of them um at times through the season when they have sort of nicer run of fixtures um because you know that their most creative player and their biggest threat is ASM um but generally the man that scores the goals is is Wilson so um yeah, if you want to sort of save yourself, I think ASM's like 5.5 this season. So if you want to and, save, and no, save uh, yourself some money, him him for 2 million less could be good. Yeah. I know out of V6, you've only got Veltman at the moment. Is there anyone else that you like to look at? From, um, yeah, but I mean, Ben Rama, as you said, he's had a good pre-season. Um, but... Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm still not sure. I like if if I wanted to take him out, it'd be for Jack Harrison. Um, so it'd be one to think about and considering. I don't. I could bring in Ben Rama. Um, yeah, if we look at my team, I could bring in um, Ben Rama for Harrison. I could bench Veltman for game week one, or I could bench White for game week one if I wanted to, um, and then. Yeah, start Ben Rama against Newcastle. Um, but I've already got Antonio there. And would I want Antonio and Ben Rama? I'm not sure. Yes. Yes, you would. Come on, you <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm not sure whether I'd want um, like two for uh, West Ham um, with like the Leicester fixture in game week two and me wanting to roll a transfer. So. But there's then the Palace fixture and the Southampton fixture after that, um, which yeah, it's it's a it's a ponder. I think it's a ponderer uh, that one. Um, Anything else to discuss on differentials then? Um, I mean, there's a oh, there's so many out there. Like we said, there's like Gundogan is um, is is someone that I mean he had a great season last year and it just doesn't seem to be. Um, in many teams at all, but with like the announcement of Foden's injury, he could um, start appearing. I think he he's uh, what's his percentage at the moment? Um, 
when it loads up. Um, Gunduan is 6.7%, so just, well, slightly more owned than Mares. Uh, Sterling, although we haven't seen him back in um, back yet. Fer Ferran Torres at 2.6% um, is someone else that could um, potentially start if you want. Like, yeah, if you're looking at City assets and Ferran Torres at 7 million could be a bargain if um, City don't sign a, a striker and he does play in that sort of false nine role that we saw him at times last season. Because um, we know that, um, yeah, that we, yeah, we know that he, uh, yeah, he can score. And like, did he get four in a game last season or was it a hat trick? Yeah. Towards yeah, last season, end of last season. So, yeah, he's someone else um, I like. Um, Raul Jimenez, um, if he comes back and we see a, a sort of rejuvenated wall side, 3.8% owned, uh, could be great. Bamiang um, at 4%, but I think the only problem with him is that he's a, a wide, very much a wide forward and it's not going to be playing sort of, well, we don't really see him as a number nine. Um, so yeah, I'm not too sure about him. Um, but then there's a lot of other players that are just gradually going up now, like Diogo Jota's now 11.3%. Um, He'll go up a little bit more. Um, like the likes of um, Buendia, he's up there. Sancho's going up. Madison's gone up a lot um, after the Charity Shield on Saturday. Um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many options out there. Um, my sort of differential pick for game one would probably be Mason Greenwood though. Yeah. Um, 4.5%. Um, yeah, it depends. I mean, we don't know what we're going to see, um, from United. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you what the lineup will be for United on Saturday lunchtime. Sancho trained for the first time with the squad today. Varane is still isolating in a hotel somewhere in Manchester. Um, so, yeah, the, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure. The last we heard from Solskjaer is he hopes that Sancho and Varane will be on the bench on Saturday. So, yeah, I think okay. it's strength well, in Greenwood. I think that's enough for differential chat. Um, I think we pretty much covered that. Um, we're going to go through drafts, Rob, but we've pretty much spoken about our drafts already and we're streaming, doing a live stream on Thursday. So maybe just better to go through, go through it then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've spoken about like, yeah, how much our ownership is and there'll probably be some uh, tinkering to be done. Um, we know that on Thursday we'll get a, we'll get a press conference um, for the, the Friday fixture. Um, and then, I mean, even even then, we're not going to hear much, but we will get like a full round of press conferences on Friday um, for what seems like the first time in forever, which could settle a lot of teams, um, especially sort of those that have got these players that have got the uh, sort of the flagged players on the site, um, like Calvert Lewin went, or half loads of players went flagged today, like when they sort of updated this morning. Um, like Calvert-Lewin, Watkins, we'll hear more about them. Uh, Buendia was someone that I noticed earlier um, it, that was in my team. He was flagged. So, I'd, I mean, I just yeah made some moves to sort of push. I had DCL and Buendia and I just made some moves to 
bring them out just for now and then we'll see what the press conferences say because I'll probably want if Calvert Lewin's going to start at the weekend then I'll probably want him in but we have to see how his uh, stub toe is I guess yeah um we had one question uh in the chat i've got it loaded up did you want to ask, ask it or should i uh you can ask it because i haven't got it loaded up on my phone <laughs> okay so it's from lee jackson who asks it feels like most teams on twitter have salah and two of bruno son and mares which one haven't you got in your team and why feels like that's going to be one of the biggest decisions we face ahead of the deadline um so i'll answer that first i've only got bruno out of Sun and Bruno Sun and Mares. Um that's kind of the way that I'm going because I'm going with three up top. If you're going with five, uh, five in the middle and two up top, then you're probably going to have one of Mares um, or Son, like two, two out of the three. Uh, but yeah, I, I've only got one. I think Rob, you've only got one as well. Yeah, I'm the same. I've only got Bruno at the moment. Um, not interested. I think it's... if you've got three up top, it's difficult. If you got th if you've got three up top, you're not going to be able to have uh all three yeah um i think a lot of people you're getting in without them yeah i think with um yeah the the fixtures in game week one i i just can't see why you'd have sun in your team um against man city to be honest considering i wouldn't i wouldn't put him off scoring against city but i i i, I mean i can't see it like yeah it's um I'd with Spurs I really just want to sort of just watch and take it in they've got City then they've got Wolves we'll learn a lot from how they play against Wolves and then by then in, after game week two I'll have a couple of transfers in the bank and I can then decide whether I'll bring in Sun for game week three against Watford um, uh, it just makes sense to do that rather than um, yeah, bring him in for game week one against City and it could just be a waste of money, to be fair. Like, yeah, yeah this is a Spurs side that we play. Like, yeah, we see them play a lot without um, Harry Kane, but they're also playing under a new manager under probably a different, slightly different system and, um, yeah, with a different style. Yeah, does, is it all going to fall together for Sun or is it not? And I'd rather not, I'd rather just sit and wait. Um, yeah, Mares. I'd if I had to pick out of the two of them, it'd be Mares. Um, yeah. But the reason I've got Bruno is because I think he's the best pick for game week one out of the three. Okie dokie. So that is the question. Short pod today, but not as much to cover because we're going to be podding on Thursday, which is why I want to try and keep it as short as possible um and just kind of keep to the basics um so we're doing a live record on thursday um where we'll be doing a quick recap from today just kind of the main stuff um we'll be picking our free hit draft um for game week one which we'll be doing every week um and then having a look at our final drafts or semi locked in drafts uh, yours is probably be locked in mine probably won't be locked in as usual uh, and then we're doing a live q a so we haven't confirmed the exact timing because i've got a draft that day as well at nine o'clock so um we'll confirm the exact timing later but it'll be around 10 30 i reckon right rob yeah um, well how many people so in your draft like 20 people eight Was people it? 90 like, seconds 90 seconds God. yeah well you need longer than that anyway we saw that 
yeah. uh, in our <laughs> little competition last last year. Um, just a, just oh, a no, note, sorry, though, it's ten. It's ten actually. It's ten. We're, sorry, just one. a note, we're not going to be sitting there and picking the free hit drafts on the stream. We're just going to be going no, no, through no, them. Yeah, do, yeah, like you're not going to have to sit and through sham having to um and ah about decisions uh, through the course of um, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, all night on Thursday because <laughs> um, we you did take a while last year to make some yep. of those picks um should do some housekeeping yep keep um, it brief quick keep it brief uh so got the the podcast mini league um the code to join is 1pqslt um or you can find um the like auto join link in the description of the video or the podcast um yeah the prize for that is a jersey of your choice um from this season um so yeah that'll be that'll be that i'm not sure how many people we've got entered but i think it's a fair few at the moment the entries for it will close at game week do we say game week five i think we said so you, you can't just like jump in and join um we'll obviously keep the um we'll keep the auto join code at the bottom until the entries are closed um what else have we got oh, and then the um i've got my mini league the big fpl mini league um currently at 221 entrants um with a price pool of over 2000 potatoes um <laughs> uh so um yeah if you if you want to join that um again uh yeah they might join form. just to win some potatoes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, entry form is in the description. Um, the entries for that close at 11.59pm British Summertime on Wednesday the 11th of August um, so that I can schedule all the various cup competitions and announce the prize pool and everything to all the entrants on Thursday evening ahead of the Friday deadline. So, yeah. So with if that, you want this... some potatoes, join that league. Yeah, yeah. If, but you've got to give me 10 potatoes to, to join it. Um, okay with um like around one potato per entry <laughs> i don't know why i'm still going with the potatoes going to charity yeah going towards um a, a local grassroots football club um and yeah that is that um what else is there Thursday. that's it yeah that's it. so yeah keep an eye out on twitter um and uh, for the time of the live stream on thursday and um yeah, come and join us. There'll be a Q and A, and um, yeah, should be uh, should be good. Hopefully, we'll have some more news on injuries by then. Nice. Well, thanks for tuning in. You can find us on Twitter, FPL underscore Happy Hour. We're also on a, on a number of podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, etc., and our YouTube channel, FPL Happy Hour. Please like, subscribe, share, and all your retweets are really appreciated. So until Thursday, um, we'll speak to you then. Take care. Cheers, guys. Thank you.